Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It's 22 April. It's uh, Sunday's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And I want to welcome back some friends that came down from Altamont Springs last year. And this year, they're a little closer. They're just north of Tampa. It's Terry and Debbie Sidelinker. So make sure you say hi to them while we're having halftime with something to eat. And there you go. So we have them visiting. And then I want to send a special hello to a guy named Daryl Kibble. He's in Queensland, Australia. And he had heart surgery this past week. And his wife said, you know, he's uh, recuperating right now. And so uh, I want to send him my love and prayers and let him know that he's on my mind. He's always very gracious with his emails and he's just a nice person. So uh, Daryl, I hope you get better. I hope that you won't have any difficulties, no infections, nothing like that. And that you'll be doing uh, jumping jacks and cartwheels in the next 10 days. So we'll pray for that. And um, yeah, no pressure there. And then finally, if, if folks could hold off on emails, I would really appreciate it this week. I, it, I had a really very difficult week starting last Sunday after church, and it's just gone that way all week long. Many, many things have come up, and it's just been a long, tiring week. So I've got to catch up on things. So the less emails coming in, the better, and I'd appreciate it. Um, let's see. Our first category, as always, is Israel. And we all know that Iran is causing all kinds of trouble against Israel, and we know that it's the 70th anniversary. And so I'm not going to talk about all the things that everybody has seen on 15 Prophecy Updates and has also seen even in the regular news. We'll talk about some other things, and hopefully we'll have something to keep your curiosity going. Our first article is from the Times of Israel. Court rules Israelis on the Temple Mount may call out Am Yisrael Chai. And Israel, and now just so you know, this is something it may mention in the article, but in Israel, when they're on the Temple Mount, they are really limited in what they can and cannot do. This is the Jews. Muslims can go up there and do anything they want. They yell out Allah Akbar and they, whatever they want to do, the Jews cannot. They cannot pray. They cannot show no signs of prayer, nothing. Um, an Israeli court ruled Monday, this past Monday, that is permitted for visitors to the Temple Mount compound to call out Am. Um, Israel Chai, the people of Israel live, because it is a patriotic slogan rather than a prayer. Jews visiting the contested site are barred by Israeli law from praying there under an arrangement instituted by Israel after it captured Jerusalem's old city in the 1967 war. They actually had captured the Temple Mount. It was theirs. Moshe Dayan handed the keys back to the Muslims and said, here, we're doing this as an offer of peace and there peace, peace when there is no peace. We know that. Uh, something else happened about a week and a half ago, which just came to mind, is that there was a group of Chinese um, people visiting Israel, and there were Chinese Zionists, we'll call them, Christians, and they were um, up on the Temple Mount, and they snuck a Israeli flag up there, and they unfolded it, which is against law as well. But what are you going to do? Arrest your tourists? So no, they didn't. But that was apparently the first time that an Israeli flag has flown in 50 years on the Temple Mount. So good for the Chinese Christians there. We love that. Um, Then we have from Khomeini IR, which is Khomeini in Iran. This is his website. I read an article, which I was so mad I emailed him about it. Zionists deceived Jean-Paul Sartre into writing against the Fakistinians. 
Zionists spread a great deal of false news around, both before and after their occupation, through the Zionist media. Many believe their lies. The first dimension was the Israelis' brutality towards Arabs. They treated the original owners of the land with a great deal of cruelty and brutality. Indeed, there was no trace of leniency. The second dimension consisted of distorting global public opinion. Many believed their lies. They even deceived the French social philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre. Jean-Paul Sartre published a book which I read 30 years ago. I didn't know that the Ayatollah could even read, but there it was written, A Homeless Nation, A Land Without Its People. This means Jews were a nation with no land. They came to Palestine, which was a land with no people. What does this mean when they say there were no residents? There was a whole nation working there. There is ample evidence to support this. One of the foreign authors once said across the whole land of Palestine, wheat fields were like a green sea that spread to the horizon. Okay, so it's longer than that. He included other stuff. I just read you that part there. I was so mad at that because we know that's not true. Go back and type in Palestine 1800s and you will see pictures of just desolation everywhere. Okay, but here's what I said to him. I said Mark Twain wrote Innocence Abroad long before the Jews were reestablished back in the land. He describes in detail who was there and what the condition of the land was like. Your commentary here is completely wrong about this issue. If you can't read English, they now have auto-translate for your convenience. <laughs> Try learning history instead of rewriting it. Go to chapter 56 and learn. And I cited, gave them the link that they can read it right online. Okay, I had some more choice words for him, which I took out. I thought I'm going to be respectable to the guy. But uh, I, it just makes me so angry when they lie openly. And they make stuff up and they say nonsense like that. So... You know, one of these days, I'm sure I'm going to get an Iranian at my door knocking on it, but that's okay. From the Aljamainer, Iran dome missile defense voted top all-time Israeli invention. And they had a lot of great inventions, so this is something you're really proud of. The Iron Dome defense system has been voted the winner of Israel's Ministry of Economy and Industry contest ranking of the greatest Israeli inventions of all time in honor of Israel's 70th Independence Day. 70 Israeli inventions were listed and whittled down to the top nine. In first place among the top nine came the Iron Dome Missile Defense System, followed by the Waze International Navigation System, the Drip Irrigation Targeted Watering System, Disc on Key Data Storage, the Surgical Assistance Robot, Water Gen, which extracts water for use right from the air, Durable Shoresh Sandals, Checkpoint IT security software and hardware, and then the military spy satellite OFEC. So those are their top nine for you. And uh, go Israel. From Aretz Shiva, Israel sets red line for Russia. Now, this was earlier in the week, and Netanyahu sets a red line. He's going to stick to it. That's all there is to it, whereas our previous president didn't, and people continued to die because of it. Our president did, right or wrong, whether you agree with him bombing Syria or not, he said that there was a red line, it is chemical weapons. Whether you agree with there actually having been chemical weapons used or not is irrelevant. You've got 14 different sides all saying something different. It was, it wasn't, it was not this chemical weapon, it was a, a hoax, and on and on. It just goes on, it doesn't matter. He had enough evidence to act, and if he didn't, he would have been counted in the same categories as previous, uh, the person that sat in the office before he did. So, Israel sets red line for Russia. 
Israel has sent a clear message to Russia that the sale of the advanced S-300 missile defense system to the Syrian regime will cross a red line. The S-300 system could be a very significant upgrade to Syria's air defense, which is now based mainly on purchases from the former Soviet Union, which means it's just junk. Since no country has ever agreed to sell an advanced system of that kind to the Assad regime before, it is not clear whether the Israeli message will affect the thinking of Russian Vladimir Putin and his administration. Later in the week, Times of Israel, Russia's moral obligation not to sell air defense to Syria is over. That's the foreign minister Lavrov said that. And I've read several articles that correspond to that. They are planning on doing this, and he has set a red line, and I have a feeling that they will go in there probably before they actually get those things up and running and destroy them or something, because they can't allow this. They, you know, they need to protect the little slice of land that they have been given, and this is one of the things they said is a red line. So we'll watch that. Times of Israel, South Carolina set to become first state to define anti-Semitism by law. I didn't know that, but South Carolina did it. The language is not permanent. It was included in an $8 billion budget bill. The state Senate passed late Thursday, which means that it stands only until the next budget is passed next year. It can become permanent, but at this point, it is not. So it's very interesting. From JTA, French mayor refused entry to Israel over support for BDS and the Palestinian state. I love it. They, he got down there and they just held him for hours and hours and they said, you can't come in. So, hey, it's our country. We can do what you want. If you're going to work against our country, you ain't coming in. Good job, Israel. From Trump's tweets this week, he said in one of them, best wishes to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and all of the people of Israel on the 70th anniversary of your great independence. We have no better friends anywhere. Looking forward to moving our embassy to Jerusalem next month. So there you go. That's, I hate to say that's almost a poke in England's eye, but you know, England has not been that nice to Trump. And so there you go with that. And then from the Times of Israel, one more wonderful thing, wonderful. Trump's State Department no longer calls the West Bank occupied in their annual report. That has been dropped. And Israelis, I read this morning, came out and they thanked them profusely for that. We no longer call it occupied West Bank. It belongs to Israel. Now, it hasn't been, uh, what's the word when you go in and you take it over and you say, um, uh, it, well, anyway, there, there's something Israel needs to do to say that this is ours. It's just annexed. annexed. Thank you. That's the word I was thinking of, and it was not coming to my small brain. So um, let's see here from Christian News. I think I may have said this last week, but I'm going to say it again just in case. There's a dispensational chart, a chart of the seven dispensations. I may have said it during the Bible study, too. But anyway, the webmaster put it on to the Superior Word website. It's on the homepage, and it brings down a dropdown under that, the, you know, the home thing. And if you want to download that, it's just, it's just a short thing that you can download, you can print it off, and you can have it for Bible studies and stuff. Why are we dispensationalists? What do they mean? It's right there. So uh, I want to thank our webmaster for doing that because he does a lot. He's just a wonderful guy, and he does a lot for the church. And uh, so thank you for that. And then uh, let's see here from California Family. New California bill outlaws helping anyone with unwanted same-sex desires or gender confusion. You are outlawed. The chair of the California LGBT caucus recently introduced a bill to outlaw Christians and others with a biblical view of sexuality from helping people with unwanted same-sex desires or gender confusion, identity confusion. SB 
2943 declares advertising, offering to engage in or engaging in sexual orientation change efforts with an individual as illegal under state's consumer fraud law. Imagine that. You're a Christian, and this is what you're required to do according to Scripture, and you, you can't do it. You can't even if they ask for it. You can't in any way do it. The language used in this bill casts a wide net calculated to entangle religious institutions and ministers. Any exchange of money for goods or services that provide a biblical perspective on the power of the gospel to deliver from certain types of sexual sin springs the law and entraps the ministry. The bill would also ban books from being sold in California that tell people to trust in the power of Jesus Christ and his gospel to help them change their same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. Okay, now that is a proposed bill, and does anyone here think that anybody in the California legislature is going to turn that down, and do you think that the governor is going to veto it? Absolutely not. They're going to make this law, and that means that means that this book here technically cannot be sold in California. Okay, some people are making that argument already, but then, of course, we have something that's sticky called the First Amendment, so it will go to the courts. But something even stickier, and I said this to a friend this morning that's over in Australia, is that we have something called the Second Amendment, and that is there to enforce the First Amendment. And they are bringing us to the point where there is going to be a use of the Second Amendment by the people of this country. I'm not advocating that. I'm on the line right now streaming, and this will be published, but I'm not advocating that overthrow, but it will be coming when they push the buttons enough. This is why we have a Second Amendment, is because of idiots like this. The uh, Koran's a little more harsh. The Koran is much more harsh, and they did acknowledge that the Koran would also be included in that. You know, they have to. They can't say it's the Bible and not the Koran, but that's something that's being proposed, and I have no doubt that they're going to pass that bill, and it's going to go through, so we'll see where it goes, but... From TTB, where are we praying today? The TTB is through the Bible, okay? Where are we praying today? Japan. This was sent to me by Mary, and because I love Japan, I was there six years, and because um, my wife is from that wonderful country, uh, we'll talk about what's happening in Japan. God is answering our prayers. For many years, we've been asking God to open up outlets for taking his word to Japan. After secular stations took all Christian programming off the air, God has recently answered our prayers above and beyond what we asked or imagined. TTB Japanese now airs on 11 FM stations across the country, including one in the capital city of Tokyo. Pray God opens hearts to spiritual truth just as he has opened doors to the country. Thank God for this breakthrough and pray that the more than 50% of the population of Japan who has never heard the gospel, would find through the Bible and respond in faith to God's intervention to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So that is a prayer that we should all be praying for. Matter of fact, let's do that. Heavenly Father, we certainly pray for through the Bible's ministry. I don't know much about it personally, but they are there and they are spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I would pray that it would be effective and that many people would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if their ministry is wrong on certain doctrine, I would pray that that would be corrected. As I said, Lord, I don't know what their doctrine is, but they are proclaiming Jesus Christ. And uh, so I would just pray that you would uh, be with them and help them to get that message out and that people would come to our dear Lord and Savior through that ministry. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, let's see here. Mail online.
couple articles about the Vatican here. Exorcists are trained to cast out the devil over the phone as Catholic Church records a rise in demonic possession. So now you make a phone call and you can have your... We, they had an app a year ago. Remember they you could download an app to be freed from your demonic possession? And uh, yeah, if, yeah. so there you go. And now you can just make a phone call. Call Ghostbusters, hotline. right? The hotline. Yeah, the ultimate hotline. More than 200 Catholics are taking classes in exorcism in Rome this week. Classes include the difference between demonic possession and mental illness. We'll even be taught how to perform rites over the phone as if they were there. Okay, good job, right? Okay, mail online. 666 or 666. Vatican will train priests and exorcists about demonic influence in porn. A, a course, and now listen to the irony of part of this. A course in Rome is discussing how the evil of porn harms people. It will discuss whether there is satanic influence on users of porn, satanic influence on drug addiction, and then they list pedophilia, which is like 90% of the Catholic Church. I'm talking about the people, not the people in the church, but the priests, right? And cults will also be discussed. Well, they could discuss their own religion then because they have departed from Scripture. So there you go. Anyway, I just thought that was a little bit ironic and... All right, why not? Uh, Hungary says EU's irresponsible migrant policy poses threats to Jews. Now, they include Christianity. That's why I'm putting it in this section. Hungarian Prime Minister Orban's office said an irresponsible migration policy on the part of the European Union had stoked religious intolerance in Western Europe that was threatening Jews there. His office issued a statement a week after Orban was re-elected by a landslide. They're really doing the right thing in Hungary lately to a third straight term with a fierce anti-immigrant campaign that vilified Hungarian-born Jewish-American tycoon, anybody? Soros, George Soros, for promoting liberal open-door values in Hungary and elsewhere in Central and Eastern Europe. That is one wicked human being. He is twisted man. The right-wing nationalist premier has presented himself as the savior of Hungary's sovereignty and Christian values against what he calls an invasion of Muslim migrants. His office used the occasion of Hungary's Holocaust Remembrance Day to reiterate its strong criticism of EU migration policies. There's only one way to counter worrying, strengthening, anti-Semitic phenomenon, he says. Europe must return to its values stemming from Judeo-Christian traditions, the religious intolerance that threatens Europe, which is a direct consequence of the irresponsible migration policy of Brussels, has translated into unprecedented violence in the western half of the continent, it said, alluding to a number of deadly Islamic militant attacks in 2015. And they don't want it over on their eastern side of the continent. And so they've been holding the line, and I'm very proud of them. From Now, this is a spoof article, okay? I love Trump. I just thought it was very cute. And if you read the Babylon Bee, they have some really good articles. Well, this one was just so cute, I couldn't. It, uh, does anybody know what a mulligan is in golf? Yes. It's where you give a freebie, right? Okay. Nations evangelicals warn they'll only give Trump one or two hundred more mulligans. <laughs> the vast majority of the nation's evangelical Christians stressed Friday that they were this close to abandoning their support of Donald Trump as they coped with seemingly endless stress of moral scandal surrounding the president. I swear, if 197 or more egregious moral failings come to light, I am done supporting this guy, one evangelical from Idaho declared, declaring a clear line in the sand. 
My support for this president is not limitless, nor is it unconditional. Just a couple hundred more clear examples of belligerently immoral behavior, and I'll jump off the train so fast it'll make your head spin. At publishing time, American evangelicals had upped the number of passes they're willing to give the president from 1 to 200 to 1 to 2,000, stating, we didn't elect him to be the nation's pastor, for crying out loud, which is exactly what I said when he got elected. I said, I'm not hiring a pastor. I understand that he's got faults. Well, every person that's ever sat in the presidency of the United States has had faults, a lot worse than his. And I can say that the what? I was just going to say that every pastor that's ever sat in or walked in the pulpit Every one of them has a lot of faults. Just ask my wife if you don't believe it, okay? So I, I love that article, and I thought I'd just give you a little chuckle today. From Islam, Zero Hedge, Trump is assembling an Arab army to replace U.S. troops in Syria. Okay, he's wanted to pull us out of there. He's tried. Our military does not want to do it. Other people don't want him to do it, so he's going a different route now. Very intelligent man he is. I'll give him... It says one to 2,000. I'll give them one to 2,001. How's that? The Trump administration is hoping to secure a commitment from a handful of Middle Eastern states to assemble what is effectively an Arab army for permanent military stabilizing force in Syria that would replace the U.S. military in Syria and prevent ISIS from regaining lost territory in Syria's battle-ravaged east. Trump's new neocon National Security Advisor John Bolton has discussed the possibility of contributing troops with Egypt's top intel official. The security force would have two goals, stop ISIS from reestablishing a presence in Syria while also stopping Iran or Iranian-backed sources from doing the same. Trump, who has expressed growing impatience with the cost and duration of the effort to stabilize Syria, alluded to the push when he announced the missile strikes. We have asked our partners to take greater responsibility for securing their home region, including contributing larger amounts of money, Trump said. The U.S. has reached out to Egypt, the Gulf states, including Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and the UAE. Of course, one Middle East expert quoted the Wall Street Journal claiming that defeating IS in Syria remains a challenge, while assembling a fighting force consisting of Arab troops would face certain challenges. Many questions remain about whether the U.S. military would maintain some involvement in executing such a plan. U.S. troops in Syria and the Kurdish and Arab fighters they work with have been protected by American air power. It remains unclear what role, if any, U.S. warplanes might play and who would call in airstrikes if they were needed by a future Arab force. It has to be strong enough to face down Assad or Iran if either seeks to reclaim territory, perhaps with Russia's help. Now, I'll stop right there because it's rather interesting that he's named some of the players that will not be in Gog Magog. And let me take you to Ezekiel 36 really quickly and just see, you could almost see what he is proposing here coming live right in what it says. It says, um, I'll just start in verse 5, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, all with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer, all of its troops, the house of Togarma from the far north and many people who are with you, prepare yourself and be ready, you and your companies that are gathered about you and be a guard for them. After many days... You will be visited in the latter years. You will come into the land of those brought from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, which had been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely. Right there, you can see that this can only be speaking of now. They were only out of the land 70 years and went to Babylon, and those other nations did not come against them, as it said. This has to be something, unless you just 
think that the Bible doesn't mean what it says. It has to be something that's literally going to happen, and it fits now, after many years, and these nations make an alliance. But it says down in verse 13, Sheba, Dedan, the merchants of Tarshish, and all their young lions will say to you, have you come to take a plunder? Have you gathered your army to take booty, to carry away silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, to take great plunder? Well, some of those are the nations that he's proposing to put together. You can see them saying, we are not going to fight you in this. We're going to stand back and you take the plunder. In other words, the nations that are not listed as coming against Israel may not support Israel. They may, but they probably won't. But they are not going to engage Israel this army that's coming against them. And it's right there in black and white. Trump is doing something that seems to be fitting the scenario that we have been looking at and studying for years and years, and we're seeing it come alive right in front of our eyes. Wonderful stuff. From the Times of Israel, IDF destroys longest and deepest Hamas cross-border attack tunnel. The tunnel was dug by the Hamas terrorist group and was connected to a kilometers-long network of other passages under the Gaza Strip. The tunnel reached tens of meters into Israeli territory in the area of the northern Gaza Strip, close to the Israeli community of Nahal Oz. It was detected using new technologies and methods that the IDF has deployed against the terror tunnel threat and was disarmed over the weekend, a weekend ago. Security forces had been monitoring this tunnel network. They knew that it was being built and they waited for it to get into their land so that they have a reason that they can destroy it. They did what was proper, which had been under construction for years. And this thing would have cost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to build instead of feeding their people and taking care of them. The decision was taken to destroy the tunnel once it crossed into Israeli territory. Fakistinian tunnel diggers were working their way up to the surface so they know that it's coming up. Now it's time to act, to construct an exit within Israeli territory when the army decided to act. The tunnel was sealed up rather than being bombed and the sealing material was estimated to extend into the underground network on the Gaza side, rendering sections of connecting tunnels useless. Good job, Israel. You could think of, you know that stuff you put in the packaging that they spray and it goes like, that's probably what they did. They probably just, so these guys have got to get down there and get into, I don't know, I don't know what they did, but they did something that'll seal it up. It was the fifth tunnel the IDF has destroyed in months, a tunnel in which millions of dollars were invested, money that instead of relieving the strain on residents was, again, buried in the sand. From Zero Hedge, the U.S. has only admitted, does anybody know how many Syrian refugees has come into the United States so far this fiscal year? Any guess? It was, I'll give you this, 15,479 in 2016 when Obama was president. 15,479. How many have come in this year? 16? You're pretty close. 11. 11. 11 Syrian refugees. Our President Trump is doing what he said he would do, right? He's, he's holding the line on this, and we've got plenty of people coming in, but they're coming in legally, and they're coming in screened properly. He's doing what he said he would do. He's protecting this nation as the president, the commander-in-chief is supposed to do. So very proud of him. From Mongolia this week, modern diplomacy says Mongolia's economic recovery to continue in 2018 and 2019. Good job. Mongolia's economic growth will remain solid in 2018 and 2019, albeit with slight moderation, following a strong performance in 2017 as coal exports and mining investments strengthened, according to a new ADB report. 
ADB projects Mongolia's GDP growth to moderate to 3.8%. I wish we had that. Our previous president was the first president in the history of our country to not exceed 3% GDP any year that he was president. So they're getting 3.8 in Mongolia in 2018 before rising to 4.3% in 2019. That's projected numbers. Inflation will accelerate to 8% in 2018 and then ease to 7% in 2019. Mongolia's budget deficit is projected to equal 6.4% of GDP in 2018 and 5.1% in 2019. These figures do not take into account world economic collapse, thermonuclear war, or Christian rapture scenarios. (laughs) Yes, I added in the last sentence. Mail Online says Trump could be forced to hold summit with Kim Jong-un in Mongolia because dictator's aging plane can't make it safely to any other neutral venue. So they've been, we've been predicting this. You know, my friend in England said, do a Mongolia update once a week. He said, it'll be brilliant, and I've enjoyed doing it. And here we've been talking about this thing, and now they're saying that it's the only place he can go anyway. So great stuff. All right, Daniel 12 Technology. Mail online. Chinese police use facial recognition technology to pick out a suspect in 60,000 strong concert crowd and arrest him. 60,000 people, they scanned, they identified him, arrested him. Suspect named only as Mr. Ao or Ao or whatever was arrested thanks to facial recognition attending a pop concert with his wife and friends, dummy, when police stopped him. Cameras with facial recognition technology alerted the police of Mr. Ao. From the New York Post, inside the first ever space hotel. Okay, start saving, and maybe we can send one person from the superior word to go up and be a part of this. Aurora, in essence, is a modular space station. It fits six people, including two crew, at a time for its 12-day trips. There will be four guest suites, but not much room to spread out. The station measures a total of 455 square feet. That's pretty small for 12 people. On board, guests will experience zero gravity, soar over their hometowns, and take part in research experiments with the crew, including growing fruits and vegetables. Aurora will also make one full orbit 200 miles above the Earth every 90 minutes, which means guests get views of 16 sunrises and sunsets every 24 hours. Not surprisingly, all this comes at a hefty cost. Start saving now. The reservation deposit, though fully refundable, sets you back $80,000. The 12-day itinerary, meanwhile, starts at $9.5 million. Staying on the Aurora requires a health screening and a three-month certification process. The first portion takes part online, while the second installment is done in person at Orion's Space Facility in Houston, Texas. The final step is completed during the interstellar stay. By comparison, NASA requires its astronauts to undertake a 24-month training program. So there's little less than what NASA expects by like a millionfold. But this is they're planning on doing this within the next couple years. They've got everything ready. They're starting to get ready to send it all up there, and they are actually planning on giving space tourists for $9.5 million ahead time to go up there. So there you go. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know what? If the rapture happens, it ain't happening either. So we'll see. (laughs) Revelation plagues today from The Guardian. Canada's Liberal Party considers decriminalization of all, all illicit drugs. 
Within months, yes, with months left before Canada becomes the first country in the G7 to fully legalize marijuana, members of the country's Liberal Party, led federally by Justin Trudeau, are calling on their government to go one step further and decriminalize the possession and consumption of all illicit drugs. It, it is insane. It's one of the few issues where we're taught from a young age that drugs are bad and that it's normal to throw people in jail for using drugs, said Nathaniel Erskine-Smith, a liberal MP who has championed decriminalization since he was elected in 2015. Yeah, everything that the liberals do, everything is bad. I have never seen one thing that has come... I, I, Bill Nelson, I get his emails... You know, and I, he said something yesterday about the great thing that happened and blah, blah, blah. And I, whenever he does, I always send him an email and say, well, what about the great abortion, the murder that you commit every time that you step into office? I mean, this guy, it, just all of them, everything the liberals do is bad. And they're trying to do this here. There is one good thing that the liberals have done. I've got to admit it. They support Israel in our House and Senate. Okay, so I've said that before. They do do that. Nothing else. I can't think of one issue that they take the right side on going on, yet you actually start looking underneath those claims and the actual evidence and hear from the people who have studied or lived this issue, this isn't the right approach. Framing drug use as criminal justice issue rather than one of health has simply served to fuel a lucrative black market. In other words, they want the revenue. That's what this is. Divert resources from law enforcement and marginalize those who are already often on the margins of society, he argued. The push towards decriminalization comes as the opioid crisis continues to claim thousands of lives on both sides of the 49th parallel. An estimated 4,000 Canadians died last year due to opioids, and they just want to increase it. They just want to make it worse. Uh, according to the Public Health Agency of Canada, more than the number of Canadians who died due to motor vehicle accidents and homicides combined. They're killing themselves with drugs, and they say, let's just make it worse. Insane. Mail online. Warning to holiday makers as African flesh-eating Beruli ulcer is spreading rapidly through Australia. And experts have no idea what's causing a 400% spike in infections. I, I can't include the pictures of this stuff on the update because it is so bad. It gets into you and it eats you away. It, it is gross. If you want to see it, go type it in. It's called the African flesh-eating Beruli ulcer. Cases of this Beruli ulcer have broken out across Victoria, southeastern Australia. They cause severe destructive lesions of skin and soft tissue, affected all ages. Medical Journal of Australia report says there have been 30 new cases in 2018. Experts have no idea how to prevent scary flesh-eating bacteria from spreading. So, bad news. Morality today from CNS. Tennessee defunds Planned Parenthood all abortion providers. Completely defunded. And this is now legal to do. Any health care facility providing abortions in Tennessee will no longer receive any government funding thanks to a new state law. The amount of state-funded health care will not be cut, just transferred to health care organizations that do not kill the unborn. Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam signed a bill that will soon strip planned murderhood and all other abortion facilities of state funding. The state will now request a federal waiver which allows them to bar Tennessee care that's Tennessee's Medicaid program from giving any money to any abortion facility. Instead of directing funding towards abortionists, 10Care money will now be given to legitimate health care providers. Wow, isn't that wonderful? 
We're, yes. we're working it out. Now, that is something that Trump has allowed. He said that you don't have to spend it in a, a certain way, and which our previous administration, they mandated that the money would go there, and you couldn't determine that. So he's working these things out slowly. Hopefully it will be national soon, but we'll see where it goes. From the Christian Post, judge stops Trump ban on transgender troops, cites oppression. So this is a judge that is citing oppression for these people. Federal judge ruled against President Trump's latest attempts to ban transgender troops from serving in the U.S. military, arguing that they are a protected class that has faced oppression in America. Transgender people have long been forced to live in silence or come out and face the threat of overwhelming discrimination. The court also rules that because transgender people have long been subjected to systemic oppression and forced to live in silence— They are a protected class, the judge added. Trump's latest efforts sought to ban potential transgender troops with a history of gender dysphoria, except under certain limited circumstances. The DOD had warned in a report, this is DOD saying this is what we need here, allowing such individuals to serve would pose substantial risks and could undermine readiness and impose an unreasonable burden on the military. So that sounds reasonable. These people are a risk to our troops and to our readiness, and this judge overthrows it. Absolutely a guaranteed liberal. Our other category, Mail Online. Putin test fires anti-satellite missile that can wipe out essential U.S. navigation, communications, and intel technology in orbit. They now have this, China did this a while ago, now Russia is doing it. Test flight of Nudol, said to have taken place at the, I can't pronounce it, facility of north of Moscow, Experts say its main job is to exit Earth's atmosphere and strike large objects, large U.S. objects, by the way. Russian reports have insisted the missile is to provide long-range defense. Ha! Mail online. Semi-infinite trove of rare earth metals. Does anybody know where rare earth metals are used? Yeah, you got them in your back pocket, almost every one of you. I don't. Anyway, um, but it is in this iPad over here. So, But it says everything from phones to electric cars is found in Japanese waters. Okay? Rare earth metals are highly valuable to the tech industry and are hard to find. They're used in a variety of devices from phone batteries to electric cars. A vast amount of these elements have been discovered in Japanese waters. This treasure trove could supply the industry for several hundred years. The deposit contains more than 16 million tons of the elements needed to build high-tech products from smartphones to electric vehicles. The discovery is extremely valuable for the Japanese economy. Amazing. Mail online. The end of California moves one step closer. Billionaire venture capitalist claims he has enough signatures to force a vote on breaking up the Golden State into three. Tim Draper, 59, made his fortune as an investor in Skype and Hotmail. In October, he started Cal3, an initiative that calls for partitioning California. It would split California, Northern California, Southern California. And he's got enough signatures, so it's going to go on the ballot. From San Diego Union Tribune. Legal orientation for detained immigrants will lose federal funding in May. I wonder why. I wonder, is anything to do with who's in the White House? The Department of Justice will not renew funding for our legal orientation program for detained immigrants beginning in May, while it reevaluates the program's effectiveness. The program provides basic guidance on how the system works to the people who are held in custody while they wait for their cases to progress in immigration court. 
About 53,000 people participated in its orientation sessions last year across the country. The Department of Justice intended for the orientation program to improve efficiency in immigration courts by helping people make better informed decisions and avoid unnecessary appeals. Because immigration court is a civil court, not a criminal one, those going through the system don't have right to an attorney. Monica Langarica, senior staff attorney at the Immigration Justice Project, which receives a grant through the Vera Institute of Justice to run the orientations at Ote Mesa Detention Center, said that about 80% of the people that program helps locally are asylum seekers. Well, that's why we're trying to get rid of it. The significance of having an LOP program in the border region, I think, cannot be overstated. It should startle everybody except Charlie Garrett that the admin is taking away the basic guarantee of due process that those people have. It's devastating. As I said, I'm not startled at all. I hope none of you are. I hope you're not startled at all that we are now not using federal funds to work against the laws of the federal government. It makes no sense. Mail online. California bans National Guard from following Trump's orders at the Mexican border, telling troops not to fly drones or even fix border patrol vehicles. This California governor is insane, literally insane. California puts itself on a collision course with Donald Trump, saying its National Guard will not do work too closely tied to immigration enforcement. Trump has called up but not federalized the National Guard and deployed units to the Mexican border. But now the California government says it will tell its troops not to report suspicious activity. In other words, he's telling his troops to violate federal law. That's what he's telling them to do. Not to deploy drones or even buy gas as a ban on, uh, yeah, as ban on any mission support. Absolutely crazy. It's just liberals. I just don't get it. From Fox News, Orange County City votes again to opt out of California's sanctuary state law. They did it once. There was turmoil. They did it again. Good job, folks. Mail online. California trains are now late 15% of the time because of homeless camps on the side of the tracks. They got so many homeless camps that they have to stop their trains to tell them to get out of the way. Yahoo. Snow records toppled in South Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Now, remember last week, they said there would be no ice left on the planet in 2018 or, you know, whatever. So my friend Tom Maxwell sent me a photo of what it's like for him up there. He's got a tractor, took a picture of a tractor. It might not have been his photo, but he sent the photo. And there's snow like 20 feet above it, and it's blowing it up just so that they can keep the cars moving. Wow, global warming at its best. I have a less here for you concerning exorcisms. Jesus said that you must pray and fast. Doing so will make Satan aghast. You can't win the good fight if you don't use God's might. You must know him to be free at last. And so there you go. Good job, Les and his wife, Kathy, worked on that. And you cannot get exercised through a telephone call. Okay? <laughs> Our irony of the week, I call this caught in the act. Mail online. Fourth grader who skipped school to go to the Chicago Cubs home opener with a sign saying, shh, don't tell, bumps into his principal at the game. <laughs> and mail online, caught in the act. Palm Beach, Florida, his own worst enemy. Man, 25, is arrested after he turned his dash cam into cops to prove his innocence in a car accident, and it showed him robbing a store earlier in the day. <laughs> And his last name is Moran, so it is. 
Anyway, such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.